our gospel today speaks of this type of Pharisaism, not only that Jesus addressed the Pharisees, but also this type of Pharisaism exists within us, each one of us. There's seven woes that we are familiar with, seven woes in the Matthew's gospel woes that were addressed to the Pharisees and, and scribes. What were those woes? And there are seven of them. Today we have just last two, but there are seven. And we begin to hear the woes on, on Monday, but then yesterday we had a special feast day of St. Bartholomew, so we didn't read the portion in between the gospel, and today is the third, third gospel, which actually addresses those seven woes. And so what were those woes? If we were to look at the going back to Monday and and yesterday, even though we didn't read it, but it is contained in a gospel. So whether those, the woes are the following. The scribes and the Pharisees taught about God. But as Jesus addressed this, but they didn't love the Lord. They wanted to make sure that everything was done properly. They wanted to make sure that everything was done ritually, pure, in a pure way and yet they were missing the one whom they loved or they should have loved. So it was more important external practice than internal, interior disposition. And so the Lord asked them, he says, look what you're doing. You're blocking the kingdom of heaven for others and you yourselves, you don't wish to enter because we, we know they did not accept Jesus. They did not accept him. They were blocking people from listening to him. They were challenging him all the time, which means that Jesus himself did not fit the bill. In, in their own eyes, Jesus was not the prophet. He was a false prophet because that's why they accused him of ultimately that he's blaspheming, that he's doing this, which means we have to realize that, that even the son of God was not able to measure up to the type of attitude they had. And so this is why the Lord addressed these things as you did not, you do not enter the kingdom of God yourselves and you're preventing others from entering. And then the second woe was that they were preaching God, but converted people to a religion of, of ritual only. So it's, you know, religion has to give life and it's actually, it's the gift of God's love. Love is at the root of, 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 of faith, of any, especially when it comes to Christian, Judeo-Christian religion. So love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That is at the heart of what our faith is all about and allowing that love to make to convert us. Now the, the, the Jesus continued about the woe. Another woe number three is that he told that an oath sworn by the temple or the altar was not binding, but an oath sworn on gold ornaments or sacrificial gifts of the altar it was binding. So things became more important than again, than God himself, you know? And, and so again, Jesus was the one who was addressing. He says, yes, if you worship, worship has to be worship of God but not giving this sort of special 
privileged position of an offering. Obviously, you human beings have a tendency to um, say, okay, well, you owe me this. It's a material owe, but we don't say, I owe you love. <laughs> I love you forgiveness. I owe you forgiveness. People go to court to get their monetary value, you know, material value. They even go after each other as the family members. But what the Lord says to us, there's something greater here. There's something greater. This isn't taking care of one another, something more important. And obviously we are human beings have sometimes uh, by our disorders, by our sort of clinging on to things, by sort of idolatry, we cling on to things which are not exactly the, the, the most valuable things. And so this is why the Lord speaks to us to those woes that he addressed to the Pharisees. Another one was that he, he says, you know, you, you make sure that all the tithes are, are proper, you know, everything that offerings are given to God, but what do you do? But you did not practice, you do not practice the most important parts of the law, divine justice, mercy, faithfulness, fidelity to God. That's woe number four. What is no more so? obeying the minutiae of the law, such as tithing spices, but but missing the, the most important element. And again, the Lord says the fifth woe would be something like this to summarize. He says, you appear that you're clean, um, self-restrained, not involved in carnal matters, but what happens to you inside? What happens to you inside is worldliness, you know, pride, carnality, all inside. They're full of greed and self-indulgence, Jesus would say. Once again, you know, all the words which the Lord is addressing to uh, the Pharisees, actually they belong to us because to some degree all of us are. All of us, all of us to some degree, sometimes more, sometimes less, less. as religious, as priests. Yes, are we preaching, are we living what we preach? Or are we becoming more like Pharisees preaching, but not really living? And of course, this is where the Lord's address is the, you know, addressing us and making sure that, that we don't miss the point, that we live the faith that the Lord has given to us, that we live the faith and the gospel message according to, to his words, to his word, to what he has done for us. And so this is the number five is to really be truly pure, truly be faithful, truly be uh, men and women of God. Number six, and this is what today we hear, um, you know, the exhibiting, sort of being scrupulous keepers of the law, but in fact, not really righteous because there's type of masks in a white washed tombs, beautiful on the outside, but full of dead man's bones inside. I mean, these are very, you know, difficult type, types of things, you know, to, to hear, but nonetheless, these are true, the, four, the seventh one today. And, you know, the seventh one is, is they say, if we live during the time of persecution uh, against the prophets, we would not join the persecutors, but we would defend the prophets. But here we have Jesus, who is the prophet of the prophets. And what do they do? They go against him which means that Jesus says to them, you're still living the type of, of attitude that you have. You're, you're doing the same thing as they did. They oppose God. 
because it didn't fit their concept of what God is expecting us, what we should do. And so here we have today, it's a difficult gospel, but we really have to take a closer look in our own hearts, what aspects the Lord would kind of address to us, what aspects of our lives that seem they're not there yet. And of course, we have to ask the Lord, help us out. You know, sometimes it's very easy to, to criticize, you know, others. It's uh, very easy to criticize. And, you know, we have sometimes good reason for doing so because we're supposed to be men and women who possess the divine knowledge and divine wisdom. But, you know, there's only one thing that we have to do is, you know, even if we have to criticize, we have to criticize the sin, not the person. And often we criticize the person. This is our problem. And, you know, and, and we're supposed to love the sinner, hate the sin, which means reject that which is sinful. Sometimes today we hear there's a disciple of hypercriticism of, of the church, church leaders, to some extent is possibly this truth to it. But then what, what happens is, as I hear many young people tell me that their parents are so critical of the church that they don't even want to follow. They don't want to even believe. They say, if this is what the church is, if this is what bishops and popes is doing, and whatever it is, it's not even worth following. Which means sometimes this hypercriticism destroys everything. Yes, there's weaknesses. Yes, every human being is a sinner. Yes, there are shortcomings. But then the other side is, can't do this, can't go beyond, because we destroy even the small faith that a lot of young people have. And so they're disillusioned. It's a disillusion with, with our faith. So we have to be careful, even when, when we can say, you know, yes, this area is not good, this area could use help, but we have to go and, and pray. We have to ask the Holy Spirit to guide those who lead and shepherd and, and instruct others and for ourselves as well. And I think this is where the, that the invitation today, especially with the woes that Jesus addresses to those who are leaders, they were leaders. And as a matter of fact, the very beginning of the chapter 23 of St. Matthew, which, you know, this is part of, of St. Matthew's uh, uh, chapter 23rd, at the very beginning, he says, he says, listen to them, but don't follow the example. Listen to the truth they order if they do, do, do order the truth, but making sure that, that they, they give you the full aspect of the teaching, not just portions of it. So, so it's not even the Lord himself doesn't really, he criticizes them, but he invites them to participate, to participate in that, which is life of God. And then, then today, just briefly, again, St. Paul's letter, we continue to read from St. Paul's first letter to the Thessalonians, Thessalonians, the Thessalonica, as you know, on the second journey of St. Paul, the missionary journey, he went into Greece, went to Thessalonica, and there he, he introduced the faith. He was there with Silas. Eventually, there was a lot of criticism of, of those who, who, you know, received from, from, from the people, from the people of the synagogue as well. And, and what happened is that there was a, at the beginning, it was a difficult moment for Thessalonians to embrace the faith. And then St. Paul sends to them St. Saint, Saint Timothy, you know, this is Timothy, just to make sure that they're okay. And Timothy gives them, gives St. Paul a beautiful example of, of Christian living. He says, Thessalonica, Thessalonians are really living their faith. 
They want to live their faith. And so even though the beginnings were very difficult, but, but then St. Paul writes to them, and then he continues like today, he says to them, you know, I, when I was there with you, because there were some people who were criticizing, look what Paul did, he was this, you know, he was not faithful, you know, he was a, he was a Pharisee, but he turned to be a, a Christian, so there's a lot of criticism there. But St. Paul says to them, he says, my brothers and sisters, he says, you know, we recall, remember how, how we toiled for you, working day and night in order not to burden any of you, because, you know, as you know, he was a tent maker, so he would always try to make money, get some orders wherever he would go, and, and he will make tents. And so he says, how we work day and night, and then we, during the day, we witnessed to you, we taught you, we gave, gave, gave this faith to you. And he says, and how devoutly and justly and blamelessly you behave towards us. That means you accepted it. You accepted, you accepted that faith. And so for this reason, because he says, not only did you receive the gospel, uh, there's a word of God, but you, you, you also accepted the power that God gives, the power of God that is given to you. Because gospel is not just to hear something, but it has a transforming capacity within us, that we adjust our lives according to gospel, that we actually accept it and say, yes, we want to be different. We want to live according to God's ways. And so this is what St. Paul speaks. You not only heard it, and so understood on the level of your mind, but you incorporate it into your heart and your whole life became changed, transformed by the gospel because the gospel can do that. And finally today, we remember St. Joseph Colossans. The reason I wanted to celebrate this, this mass is that Joseph Colossans established, um, first of all, he was a brilliant man, uh, but sometimes during, just before he turned 40, uh, he resigned from his office. Uh, he was a, he worked for, for the bishop. He was a vicar, you know, so he was, had a very nice job, possibly would have been a bishop, but he left everything and went to Rome. He resigned, went to Rome, and what did he do in Rome? He saw these children, uneducated, a lot of them were poor, a lot of them were just living on streets. And so what he did is he established the first public school system that, that parents wouldn't have to pay for the education of the children. So he's the first one established school for free. And he made sure that, that all children will receive the education, all. Is if you want to speak of the Catholic school systems, this was right there because prior to that, Benedictines used to offer, you know, and these were the schools which were not just, uh, you know, like, like introductory elementary school. But for him, it wasn't just the elementary education, but also secondary education. He saw the Jesuits, which were great, but they were teaching the sort of higher echelon of people. And he says, what about the, other, the rest of them? And so he began to, to establish schools that's known as the pious schools. That's what they're called, purists. So he established this, this congregation just to teach. And the congregation grew very quickly but the difficult thing is, is that so many, they were invited to go to almost every city, every town, every, not exactly cities, but small towns and villages to establish schools. And they kind of got dissipated. And eventually the Holy See had to step in and said, you know, they had to shut down. 
because of the formation program, poor formation program. And so for Joseph Kalasans, who, who established these and, you know, uh, just towards the end of his life, and he died in his 91, towards the end of his life, he realized the Holy See stopped the whole experiment, closed the program, the schools, and he did not know whether they'll be reestablished. They were reestablished 10 years later, but he already passed, passed away. And he, he died by saying, Lord, you gave me, but you also took away. But the, 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 the peers continue to, to run education around the world. So they, 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 they're continuing to, to uh, teach. But the reason I mention Joseph Kalasans is our founder was first a peerist. He entered the schools, peerist schools, because he wanted to educate and help to educate young people, you know, at high school level colleges and and but then the lord called him out of the periods during this time of transition when they were closed he left the 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 community and then he established us and we're very grateful to us and he is here right here and he's the founder of our community uh, and and so so how this father joseph callasans inspired by god inspired to leave, you know, a very good job, you know, being right in the middle of, of diocesan administration and he was quite good. He left because he wanted to do something for the poor and he did. And to this very day, especially the whole free education for both grammar school and high school was introduced by him in Rome and kind of spread around Europe at that time and around the world. Maybe then today, first of all, we hear the Lord's calling us not to cancel people, not to be like Pharisees, not to reject them just because they don't say the things that we, we do, but look at the very heart of what the gospel is and how to live, live the gospel. And St. Paul acknowledges that those who embrace Christ may not be afraid, but to really embrace him is the power of God is that which can transform transform us. And you know, it's, so do not receive, you know, the word of God as a word of man, but as truly as the word of God, which is now at work in you who believe. And finally, the saints give us an example of how, how inspired by God's word, how they live it out on behalf of the good of others, because we are to live for each other, for God and one another. God's commandment of God's love and neighbor is one. And so the Lord not only invites us, but he promises us that we will share his kingdom, we'll share his paradise. He shared the presence of his love for all eternity. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception.
Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.